0: This is Comic Shenanigans, episode 607, Comic Reviews for the week of Wednesday, August the 29th. Welcome to the Comic Shenanigans Podcast, I'm your host Adam Chapman and this is episode 607 as I take a look at some of the selected releases from the week of Wednesday, August the 29th, which was incidentally the uh, 5th birthday of my son Zachary. So uh, by the time this episode goes up, it's been a week since his birthday, but still, it was a nice birthday and I can't believe he's 5 years old, Uh, I can't believe this podcast is older than him, that's uh, weird to think that there was a a pre-Zach version of the podcast uh, back when reviews episodes used to be almost an hour long and now they're like anywhere from 5 to 15 minutes minutes but i remember i used to i think i used to review like i don't know like 10 15 20 books in an episode it was kind of crazy um it's amazing how different things become once you have uh once you have a child and once you're, you're you know your time is not your own in the same way it used to be at least um so the uh i'm still doing two episodes a week but uh, definitely uh, less content uh, than uh, five years ago uh, before he was born, I so, uh, yeah. Just thinking back on it is kind of crazy. It was an interesting time because uh, just around the first the first anniversary of the show, I guess I would have moved um, to where I now live. Now I've, I've lived here just for five years now. We moved about a month and a half before my son was born, which I would never recommend anyone to ever do. Uh, do not uh, move anywhere when your wife is eight and a half or eight months pregnant or eight and a half months pregnant. It is just not a good idea. Um, for many reasons. Anyways, I digress so much. Uh, today I'm talking about comics that came out on the 29th of, um, of August, and I'm actually recording this during, uh, in Canada, we have a, or at least in Ontario, we have a, a Labor Day long weekend. I guess everyone has a Labor Day long weekend in the in the US as well, but I don't, I'm not as well-versed, so I don't know exactly how that works down there, but uh, in Canada at least, we're going to be off on Monday. This is the Saturday, the 1st of September. I've actually just recorded a last episode, episode 605. Um, so now I'm going to talk about... Is from the 29th of August. I have not read many of them. Um, it's been a crazy week, but um, some of the books that did come out that I have not, not had a chance to read yet, but I'm excited to read include Daredevil Annual, Deadpool Assassin, Edge of Spider Geddon. haven't even read, I think I have read issue one actually. Uh, and Exiles, I think I'm seven issues behind now. Uh, Hunt for Wolverine, Dead Ends, Marvel 2 and 1 number 9, uh, Moon Knight, Miss Marvel, uh, New Mutants. Dead Souls, Runaways, uh, Let's see, Web of Venom, Venom. Um, X-23, Batgirl, Batgirl Annual, and then a bunch of the uh, Looney Tunes kind of waved, what, two, three now? Uh, Catwoman, Tweety and Sylvester, Harley Quinn and Gossamer, uh, Lex Luthor, Porky Pig, uh, as well as uh, the Joker, Daffy Duck. I haven't also read Nightwing uh, Annual or Red Hood and Outlaws Annual, although I'm like, extremely excited to read the uh, Red Hood and the Outlaws Annual Um because uh, just the last issue of that book was so good, so I'm excited to see what uh, what this is going to look like um, moving forward. Um, so let's uh, talk about what I did get a chance to read. There's only three books, so this will be a pretty short episode. Um, I say that, and sometimes I end up going on for another 15-20 minutes, and sometimes it really is a seven-minute episode. So let's see what happens. Uh, first up, we have Extermination, issue number two. I am um, really into this. I think this is really well done. I think Brisson's doing a great job. It's fast-paced, it's, you know, this feels like an X-Men crossover in the old school sense, and I feel like if they had made this a 12 or 14 uh, parter, just like in the old days when you had you know Extinction Agenda or executioner Song, I don't think I would have necessarily complained, because there's so much in here that it feels like it could be a bigger... Like a, they could be making this even bigger deal than they are here, um, as opposed to just having it in the main book. But I'm really digging it. It's by Ed Bresson and Pepe Loaz. Uh, Loaz's artwork is brilliant. I'm really liking the story. Um, the issue starts with um, yeah, the younger Cable taking out Calvin Rankin, otherwise known as The Mimic. Um, I'm not sure what his status quo is these days, but I guess, you know, who cares, right? You know, exactly what it was. He's just, you know, out out and about doing human regular things and buying some milk at the store and then uh, getting taken out by cable. And that's how you start the issue. That's pretty cool. And then you flip to um, the Xavier Institute in Central Park. And um, I really like that Cyclops you know, we're used to him being the more stoic guy and here he you know, he's still young, and he's still taking these things on and he's upset about what happened to Bloodstorm. He doesn't want, you know, to talk to Gene really about it and um, you have a, a great kind of classic all the X-teams or all the current kind of active mutants all meeting, um, which really is interesting because, you know, it's such a variety of different types of costumes these days. It feels like different eras all represented in different times. It's just interesting. But you have all the X-Men meeting, um, you know, and it's interesting to not have Professor X behind the table and not have Cyclops there. Uh, I mean, obviously, young Cyclops is there, but instead you have Kitty. It's just very different. And even, you know, I'm trying to remember, is Storm even there? I don't even think she's here. The one thing I was confused about, and maybe someone could tell me, and maybe I'm just... Dumb, is um, there's these two, I guess, kids who are hanging out, and I couldn't, I wasn't really sure who they were. And they were hanging out next to Old Man Logan, and at one point, like, she's asking him about, you know, some, a wound he's had recently, and they're speaking in French, and I was like, who are these people? I'm actually not even sure who these are. Um, but obviously, the key, the idea here is that, you know, uh, Iceman, the younger Iceman's been abducted, so everyone's kind of freaking out. Obviously, Bloodstorm's been killed. They don't know who that kid, the young cable is even involved yet, but they know that they're, the older cable has been murdered. Um, They also know that Ahab is back in the game. So, you know, it's really ratcheting up the stakes. And this is kind of a classic, all the X-Men coming together to try and figure out what to do. And I love that uh, Kitty's idea is, you know, let's let's split into four teams. Let's take, you know, the... uh, let's take each of the you know, original five X-men who are still with us uh, back with them, which is a really cool idea. I like that Cyclops is really pissed about it. And then it, it's such a gorgeous shot like earlier it was not raining. it was you know just kind of a, a nice day. Uh, you had the kind of the sun setting. it was you know nice nice colors kind of bathing and everything and then the minute Cyclops marches out into the rain, it's, it's, it looks wet, it looks dark. it looks very cinematic. And then suddenly, you know, Angel's taken out by a tra- with a tranquilizer dart. They're trying to look around. Cyclops trying to call out at Ahab. Uh, Beast gets taken out with a tranquilizer dart. Um, you know, Jean can sense that there's someone kind of in the in the in the woods uh, in the park. So Cyclops goes charging after them, and you know he's trying to take them out. And he definitely surprises them. And then finds out it's a younger version of Cable. It definitely throws him for a loop. He gets knocked the- knocked away, and his visor gets knocked off. Classic move to disarm Cyclops. Uh, you think that'd be maybe you know better better put on his head, not just to put this place so easily. Um, then Jean's rest, you know, standing over a beast's body, and protecting him, and Cable's just like no, no talking. He's very you know interesting that he's just like you can't be here. You've been told you already know, and you're still here. The time for talking has long since passed. He body slides with Angel. All oh, the X Men kind of run charging out of the mansion because it happened that quickly, and they realize that you know this this is not good. Gene wants to go with X Force. Um, Or at least the kind of classic X-Force people. So that's um, Cannonball, Domino, Warpath, Shadowstar, and Boom Boom. Or Meltdown, whatever she's going by these days. Uh, Young Hank is woken up by Old Hank. And they're just kind of talking about what's going on. Wondering what's happening. We see, I guess it looks like, I'm guessing it's supposed to be... um Uh, which is it is I guess it's Angel and it looks like they're tearing into his back so maybe they're removing uh, you know the Black Vortex powers I'm not sure but as a way of kind of fixing him so he can go back into the past that's interesting I've always been curious how they were going to you know figure out what to do with that Uh, and then Ahab uh, you know comes into the the mansion he takes over uh, Wolverine and that's the issue like it's Chalk a block. There's a lot of stuff go. A lot of stuff going on. Uh, still a lot of questions. There's a, a great sense of mystery of of uh, suspense. And I think I mean, it's almost it's moving so quickly, so fast. There's actually a fair bit going on. And um, and yet you know it's only five issues. That's why I think they actually could have spent a longer time. Um, I was totally into this. I think I gave issue one a nine. I'm going to give issue uh, two a nine as well. So far, person uh, is doing a brilliant job. It's extremely well paced. It's exciting. Um, I'm. You yeah, it's 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 just it's really good. I'm really, I, you know, very impressed. Uh, next up, we have Venom First Host, um, issue number one, which I'm I haven't I've fallen off a little on Venom, so I'm not sure exactly where this is supposed to be taking even place. Um, is this supposed to take place prior to the current book, or I, I'm not even sure because it feels like Venom just feels different here. But it's written by Mike Costa, artwork by Mark Bagley, and um, uh, so far, you know, it's really interesting. You know, they have this idea that um, a while ago, you know, someone finds the Venom symbiote, then during the Cree skrull War, um, you know, all the Skrulls are going to murder all these uh, innocent Cree, uh, or like civilian Cree, and then, you know, this uh, Skrull kind of turns on them. It turns out it's actually a Cree guy wearing a symbiote, and, uh, you know, he's doing everything he can. He will not kill Cree. doesn't matter uh, if he, you know, threw away a mission, he's just not going to kill Cree. Very cool, kind of Admiral. Um, admirable guy he's able to get everyone there and he's like uh you know you're not gonna be able to survive he sends the symbiote with them and says you know i I've, i'm gonna go you know try and take out uh, the scrolls and then the um the symbiote disappears and uh yeah it kind of goes from there um i'm not really sure exactly what happened but um it's trapped on a ship and anyways uh then we have in the current continuity, we have. Venom, you know, kind of doing the superhero thing. Uh, he's worried about, you know, his offspring that Liz Allen is kind of looking into and possibly uh, monitoring and doing bad things to. Uh, you know, Venom gets attacked by some Skrulls. And it looks like uh, then we got the the, the same Kree guy who wants a symbiote back. Uh, very cool so far. I'm enjoying the the storyline, I'm not sure how it all fits and it does bug me that they've they've kind of saddled so much extra symbiote stuff and clintar, whatever you want to call it, over the years where I think it used to be a little bit simpler and now everyone wants to go so in depth and now we're getting so much in this. Like even with You know, the the current Venom run, the idea that, you know, this weird Venom angel thing or a symbiote angel, I can't even remember, the symbiote devil. And it's just a lot of crazy stuff. And sometimes I I miss the good old days when uh, it wasn't this complicated with symbiotes, but I did think this was an enjoyable first issue. Um, And Bagley's artwork is extremely on point. Uh, It's well written. Um, You know, I, I really felt for the Kree. I thought that the Kree stuff was really cool. It's odd. It just seems so af- af- far from what we're used to. I guess not really, because they've done so many cosmic things with Venom uh, in the recent years, but it just still takes me by surprise a little, and I'm not sure, totally sure Moe was okay with it, but uh, generally speaking, I thought this was an, an enjoyable and entertaining issue. I'm going to give it an 8. And last but not least, we have X-Men Blue, issue 34, Surviving the Experience, by Colin Bunn and Marcos Toe. To. Uh, I really enjoyed Marcus's artwork. Uh, we have a future version of the original five X-Men fighting against uh, Magneto in the future, um, Magneto kind of finding out what he did, a little bit of what he did in the past, um, how he was ended, ended up being taken out by the X Men. Um, just the, and then you know Magneto goes back to the present and decides he's going to make some changes. And um, you know what what matters to him, he takes out a, you know an entire um, uh, research facility. Um, because to, to stop them from what they're going to be doing with AI, AI and giving them emotions, and uh, he, you know, decides to kind of make it a monument, and so that everyone knows uh, that it was Magneto who did this. We're really kind of getting returned to the old ways, uh, the Magneto we're used to, um, and it's been relatively organic through the storyline of what the Mother Mind made him do, and now he's, you know, kind of reassembling this Brotherhood, which is interesting because it looks like it's got a, a punked-up version of Mero. We got Exodus. Um, we've got a few others I think Elixir's here and Toad although it's a younger looking Toad like I don't know why Toad looks like a child Um, interesting to say the least I'm interested to see where they go with this if we're going to see more from this The next issue of X Men Blues in two weeks, and it just is called Self Reflection, so maybe not the issue to be delving into what's exactly going to happen now that Magneto is on new Asteroid M, but uh, interested to see where they go with it. And I thought it was pretty entertaining and enjoyable, and again, a very solid eight. So that's uh, this week's issue, or sorry, this week's episode. It's been, uh, what, twelve and a half minutes, so not bad for an episode where I talked about three comics. Thank you for listening to this episode of Comic Shenanigans. You can email me, Adam Chapman, at comic shenanigans at gmail.com. Like this one show on Facebook, rate and review us on iTunes, subscribe to us on iTunes, and also listen to us on Stitcher. Thanks again for listening, and we'll catch you next time. Bye-bye.